Good health is a crown worn by the healthy that only the ill can see. Your health really is your wealth. Join us for the next hour as we explore disease and attaining and maintaining good health. This is Dischem Medical Monday, brought to you by Dischem, pharmacists who care. Welcome to this Dischem Medical Monday. My name is Kathy Kayla and I am your hostess for the next hour. Dischem Medical Monday, this is a space where we speak to the best of the best. We speak to the researchers, we speak to the professors, we speak to the specialists about an, any number of human conditions. The idea is that we understand how the human body operates. So like any bit of machinery, we can optimize it and we can optimize our lives because really it's a vehicle that enables us to do everything else, to reach our goals. So very, very interestingly, and, and I'm very, very privileged to have in studio with me two guests who are experts in their fields. We're going to be talking about the immune system. Our immune systems protects us from everything, especially if you know if you are suffering with a, with a disease and you have an illness, you have a condition. There are certain things that we can do that help the immune system, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. So not only is it prophylactic, not only is it preventative to help boost your immune system, but if your immune system is compromised for whatever reason through, through disease, these are products that could possibly help your immune system. Joining me in studio are, I'll actually introduce them one at a time, but um, Dr. Kohei Homa, uh, he's from Japan, and we're going to be talking about a very, very interesting, um, I think it's an amino acid called AHCC. We're going to be talking about that, what that does for the body, where it comes from, what it actually does in the body so that you can understand, and perhaps it's something that will apply to you. Also joining me is Dr. Binu Kuruvila, and um, we're going to be talking about something that we probably all put into our cooking, well, a lot of us anyway, is turmeric. What does turmeric do in the body? Why does why is it so good for inflammation? Because inflammation is something where our body is busy fighting, right? Our immune system is fighting, uh, whatever it is. So uh, let me start with Dr. Kohei Homa. Welcome to Hi FM. Lovely to meet you and welcome to South Africa. Thank you very much. It's so good to be here. Can we just talk about the immune system? What What is it that you know about the immune system that you would like to share with us, that you want everybody to know about? Right. Just as you mentioned now, immune system is really the key aspect to protect ourselves from any risk factors, right? If our immune system is working properly, we are very much protected against any kinds of uh, infectious diseases or even abnormal cells that is uh, being generated every day. But the problem is our immune system can get compromised, as you said, by some uh, disease and symptoms, but also that, that can be compromised very easily, even if you're healthy, due to many different factors, like uh, uh, if you're stress. too tired to stress, yeah. you're not uh, sleep sleeping well, or if you're not eating well, our immunity can get compromised very easily. And once it's compromised, your 
at a higher risk of catching cold or getting infected by bacteria, virus, or easily get a toxin from food, or you will let a abnormal cells to live longer and eventually that will be serious diseases. Is it true that we always have the same bacteria in our bodies that we get ill from? And it's only when our immune system is compromised through stress or smoking or something like that that we, that that bacteria kind of gets a hold. Yeah, there are certain type of opportunistic bacteria or opportunistic viruses hiding in our body. And it is a really looking for the chance to get out from the hidden place in our body. So if our immunity is not working well, that's a good chance for them to get explode. What are, what are the different factors that would compromise or have, an, have a negative impact on our immune system? So, for example, you mentioned um, you know, something like sleep deprivation or stress. Mm-hmm. What, are the, what are the other factors? Can you just tell us offhand? Well, uh, inflammation is actually a very important key. And stress... Stress and inflammation is really important, a, a parameters you, we need to control, right? And that can be caused by many really different factors. Environmentally, or the, the sleep deprivation, as you said, a bad food, bad drink, of course smoking, or the, really, if you're, for example, exercise too much, that will cause inflammation. Uh, injury, and, right. Yeah, also, of right. course. physical injury. Yes. Tell me a little bit about this AHCC. What is it? Right. AHCC is an uh, innovative nutritional ingredient. We take it as a dietary supplement. It is a Japanese mushroom extract, but that is specially produced by patented manufacturing process. And the ingredient was actually developed in Japan in one company in the collaboration with the University of Tokyo 30 years ago. So that ingredient has been in the market for 30 years ago, oh, for 30 years in Japan, in the United States, and in Europe, and in many Asian countries. But this is really the first time now the ACC is coming into South Africa. By a coin healthcare company. Okay. What does it do? Yes. This ACC is a, as I said, it's a Japanese mushroom extract, but. How does it work in the body? What does That's it do? right. So I, I, I bet you have heard about, um, such a medicinal mushroom usage for immune modulation. No. no not much? Never heard of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so in many Asian countries, the, there are so many different kinds of medicinal mushrooms had been used for immunity, for our immunity. Wow. So 30 years ago, when AHCC was developed, the doctors actually really tried to understand how and why those medicinal mushrooms had been used for immunity, right? And they got an idea, and they tried to a put an innovative and precise manufacturing process so that we can they, they can a improve the beneficial effect of such a medicinal mushroom for immunity that was a motivation when ACC was developed 
Right. So what does it do in the body? How does, right. it, how does it build the immune system or how does it strengthen? Right. So I have a very good uh, example to tell you. In older days, a, we had a higher risk of getting the contaminated food or drink, right? Right. Now we the, have the hygiene levels that we have today. That's right. So the contamination by bacteria or parasite, virus or toxins, all those contamination in food and drink hey, could get into our body when you eat and drink, in, especially in older days. So that is really uh, scientifically reasonable for us to generate a, such an immune station in our gut, in, in our small intestine. So it passed through our GI tract, stomach and small intestine and colon. So in the pathway, it is called GI tract. So it is very reasonable that we have a recognition system in that pathway that is working as an immune station to recognize such risk factors when it, it comes comes into our body by food or drinks, right? Right. So that is a really the kind of uh, natural defense mechanism we so have in like how, our, our body. body. Right. It's almost how our body reacts to a vaccination, right? Similar, so, similar. similar. So um, whatever the pathogen is comes into our body, and our body says, up, oh, this is a pathogen. Once we are over that it goes into our our pathogenic library called right. our immune system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, very similar. But most pa- vaccination is done by the injection, yes. right, to the blood. Right. But I just want you to know that we have such an immune station also in our small intestine. Yeah? Okay. So that is a, every time a, anything passing through the small intestine, they are at the immune station. The components and food and drinks are really actually checked by those immune stations. Right. Right. Then, when such a risk factors or contamination comes from uh, comes into the body by food or drink, that those immune stations can recognize, and if needed, the necessity information will be passed to the downstream of the immune system, so that our systemic immune systems are moderated, activated. And can react. And HCC was developed when such a mechanism was understood. So HCC was developed to utilize that system. So it is kind of using that system, tricking our body and moderating our immunity. So is it making the reaction more efficient? That's right. That's right. So HCC is developed from mushroom extract. And this is a special a manufacturing process is making the active component different from the regular mushroom or other mushroom extract and so on. So this unique active component, very characteristic structure from mushroom servo is a recognized by our body as a foreign substances. Yeah? Okay. So that can effectively touch and stimulate and moderate our immunity. Okay, so how is that different from me having shiitake mushrooms with every meal? That's right. That's right. That's a good, <laughs> actually, good question. <laughs> but as I said, the manufacturing process is very different. We are using the liquid culture system. It is uh, similar to, for example, uh, making yogurt. Yeah. We have milk and we put the uh, 
uh, lactic acid bacteria and amplify it. That makes yogurt, right? Right. So similar way, we have a liquid feed for the mushroom cell, mycelia cell, and put it in. And that mushroom cell can be amplified in that liquid feed. And so, it's obviously done in a very, very s- sterile environment, and, and you can control. Exactly. exactly Everything what it happens is. in a, a sealed a factory. Yes. So there's no risk of contamination from outer world. At the same time, that long-term culture process, that is a part of the patent, that is a making those active components from cell world already different from the a original mushroom uh, character structures. I'm speaking to Dr. Kohei Homa, and uh, he is in the country. He's a scientist. We're talking about products that can help boost your immune system. Um, coming up, going to be speaking to another scientist, Dr. Binu Kuruvilla, and going to be talking about turmeric. But uh, you're going to have to wait for that. And we're going to just finish up with uh, with Dr. Homa first. Dr. Homa, um, what are the innovations that Japan is leading with in terms of research into immunity? Right. This ACC is a innovation, actually. That is a, one of the best studied immune ingredients in the world. ACC itself has uh, more than 100 publications on peer-reviewed journal. Okay. And ACC is a patented ingredient, so it is available from only one source, a Japanese company, right? And they're producing uh, this ACC ingredient a, a exclusively in the world uh, with a, always at a higher a good contro- controlled quality. How is it available in South Africa? So the, there's a company called Coin Healthcare mm-hmm. in South Africa, they are getting the raw material of ACC from the manufacturer, Japanese manufacturer, directly. And they are putting in a capsule product, a beautiful package. And uh, then it goes to the market and that's obviously right, through the that's right. Very, very interesting. What are the different con- um, conditions? You know, what are the different illnesses, diseases that would um, – where conditions would be improved – with the use of this AHCC. Right. As I said, our immunity can get compromised easily. And by taking this uh, clinical dosage of AHCC product, just one capsule from Coin Healthcare product is a clinically proven dosage for health maintenance. So we can actually prevent get catching cold, that's a general cold, or different kinds of bacterial infection, such, a, such as MRSA, it's a specific type of bacterial infection right, right. that That's is resistant to antibiotics or the candida infection or many different types of viruses like influenza or hepatitis B, hepatitis C or human papillomavirus, HPV. That's very important. Because yes. Uh, so would it be necessary if uh, somebody is vaccinated against, for example, uh, human papilloma virus? It is not necessary. But we actually have a very good human clinical study that ACC is working as an adjuvant to help the effect of vaccination. In our a clinical study for the healthy people who was getting the influenza vaccine, 
flu shot. Yeah? One group was only getting flu shot. Second group was getting flu shot with AHCC. And in AHCC group, they could generate significantly more numbers of antibody for this specific type of Interesting. So you can actually take it as a prophylactic. Right. Uh, so it's preventative. That's right. So HCC is uh, not like a pharmaceutical drug. HCC is just supporting our body and inducing our natural defense mechanism. That is why the clinical applications of HCC is so wide. It is our body with a properly working immunity level fighting against all those uh, diseases. Do we have a do you know what the brand name is that's being that it's being sold as in South Africa? It's a brand name would be the product name. It's AHCC actually. AHCC. Yeah, by Coin Healthcare. Okay. There we go. Thank you very very much. Yes. Can I add about a sure. uh, little bit about this HPV because sure. this is a very important a uh, viral inf- infection. It is a severe viral infection that to cause cervical cancer. Yes. 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 And this, in our recent human clinical study, in the collaboration with the University of Texas in the United States, uh, the doctors found out, revealed that ACC can eliminate, eradicate HPV infection, which no pharmaceutical drug is available for. Which that, is interesting that because we've always been told that you cannot treat a virus that viruses have to work their way through your system. That's right. And that's been one of the challenges with finding a cure for HIV AIDS. That's right. So HPV, the once you're positively infected with a high-risk type of HPV, that may cause cervical cancer. Once you're positively infected, the doctors cannot do actually do anything for that, just can keep monitoring the existence of HPV by DNA or RNA testing yeah. or keep monitoring the cervical tissue by pap smear, right? Then uh, they will decide what to do. But as this HCC is working on our immunity, so this is our body eradicating this HPV. That's incredible. That's a, so are those findings also published? It's published. Is it published also in like peer review? Exactly, exactly. It was just published a few months ago about this basic study to preliminary human clinical study part that was uh, a published on in, in, in the journal called Front Frontiers in Oncology. Hmm. And after that, they, the doctors uh, just completed a higher level double-blind placebo-controlled study of this with a higher number of subjects. And I only get the initial uh, numbers from the first uh, analysis, but the numbers were even better than the preliminary. That's incredible. How big was the study? How many people? Fifty people. Yeah. In the in the study. And what sort of ages? Uh, it was uh, in the like a uh, young to middle middle age yeah. of women who had been positively infected with a high risk high risk type of HPV over one year. Wow. So, those are the like a chronically positive with high risk HPV. They're the higher group risk group for getting a cervical cancer eventually. Is the HPV virus similar to any other viruses that could also be lessened or diminished by um, AHCC? Yeah, HPV is similar to a, for example, like a herpes virus or EBV. 
like a Epstein-Barr virus. Yes. So we are actually carrying out a planning or another different clinical studies. And on other these. studies. Yes. Well, I wish you all the best with that. Thank it's you very, very much. Very, very promising start. Okay, it's only taken 30 years, but <laughs> a promising <laughs> start. <laughs> Thank you very, very much, and I hope that you enjoy the rest of your trip here in South Africa. Thank you very much. That's uh, Dr. Kohei Homa, and uh, talking about the AHCC. Um, yeah, speak to your pharmacist at Discam if it's something that interests you, if it's something that you would like to, uh, you know, find out more about. Perhaps you want to try it, you know, from shiitake mushrooms. I mean, how many shiitake mushrooms could you eat? I don't know. I could eat a fortune, personally. <laughs> also, we're going to also be talking about, uh, you know, building your immune system. Now, something that I have learned because of uh, hosting the Discam Medical Monday show is that inflammation in the body is, it means that your body is working, your immune system is working. And uh, to talk about inflammation in the body, how we could possibly control it, how we can um, reduce inflammation while our body is still working, because it's very, very painful, and also bearing in mind that depression is, is a form of inflammation, is Dr. Binu Kuruvilla. Welcome to HIFM, welcome to South Africa, and thank you for joining me. Thank you, and pleasure to be on the show. What, what do you know about the immune system that you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh, immunity and inflammation go hand in hand. So any kind of inflammation, whether it is acute or chronic, starts with either an injury or trauma or bacterial infection or just toxins getting in contact with our body. So once it gets in contact or there is a trauma, it leads to a development of a series of markers of inflammation being activated in the body. And that activation actually leads to pain, swelling, and inflammation through mainly two pathways, known as the cyclooxygenase pathway or the lipooxygenase pathway. Okay, what are the two different pathways? So this uh, one Explain pathway... Explain to me like I'm a five-year-old. Yeah, so <laughs> once you have any kind of an injury. So the inflammation can proceed in the body either through one pathway known as the cyclooxygenase pathway or it can go through a other classical pathway known as lipooxygenase pathway. Just to give you a, a classic example, any kind of standard painkiller or a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug mm -hmm. are inhibitors of the cyclooxygenase or commonly known as the COX pathway. Okay. So the LOX pathway is normally not attended by any drug. Do you know, I've been doing this for 10 years, and it's just struck me about how painkillers work. It's when you go to the, when you take your, your car to the mechanic and you say, look, the brake light keeps coming on and it's irritating me. It's, it's giving me a pain in my eyes. And the mechanic says, don't worry, we're just going to cut the brake line. We're just going to cut the light, and the light won't go on anymore. Is that how painkillers work? Yeah. Is so that it stops your brain from registering the pain? Exactly. The, the reason why the painkillers does not modify the disease is because it is just cutting the symptom, which yes. is the pain. Right. But the, 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 cause. the cause is still there, which is inflicting inflammation in the body. Right. So that is why... Acute inflammation, whether it gets uh, completely been uh, uh, controlled, there is always a, a low-grade chronic inflammation going inside the body. 
So that is the reason why the, all the research is now pointing towards inflammation being the root cause of all chronic major diseases, be it arthritis, diabetes, Alzheimer's disease, cancer, depression, depression, depression stress, is a scourge. anxiety. I cannot believe how many people are suffering with depression. It's, uh, it's, it's completely out of control. Yeah. Completely out of control. Depression is probably, we, we can at, uh, at least see that a person is depressed or anxious. But another critical aspect which we normally miss in our uh, normally daily life is sleep. If you are deprived of sleep, that actually can give you more harm to the body than any other uh, lifestyle diseases or lifestyle stress. So, so stress and sleep probably would be the most silent killers that we are not aware about. We control diabetes, we control uh, dyslipidemia, we control all the other factors, but we don't care, give enough care for controlling our stress or controlling our anxiety, controlling our depression and getting a good sleep. Let's just, I just want to stick with the sleep idea for a minute because it is something that is, I think, so many of us are affected by. You know, for example, the blue light on our phones or on our, on our laptops. The later we work, the worse we sleep. Yes. Because it, we've just got constant, this constant interruption. You know, if you sleep with, uh, um, you know, your phone next to you, and it switches on every time a new message or a new news alert comes through, it's going to flash that blue light. How do we, I mean, is, is the answer to get more sleep? So say, so, so say there's a situation where sleep deprivation has caused whatever inflammatory condition. Is the answer just to get better sleep and your body will heal itself? Uh, so there is a misconception about sleep that getting more of sleep is actually a, a, a remedy for all, all these problems. But it is not actually the, the duration of sleep which is important. It is actually the quality of sleep which is important. So uh, the, the, in, what, whether it is inflammation or whether it is any kind of stress what is happening in the body, it all leads to production of oxidative stress in the body. And stress oxidation and inflammation goes hand in hand. So any kind of product which has to control stress in your body also needs to be a potent anti-inflammatory. And any potent anti-inflammatory also has to have antioxidant action. So antioxidant and inflammation goes hand in hand. So whether it is sleep or stress or depression, if you're treating the patient holistically, you need to control his inflammatory uh, uh, cascade and also you need to control his oxidative stress. How does diet um, influence or how can diet influence um, our ability to, one, reduce stress, if there is such a thing, two, get better sleep, and three, reduce inflammation in our bodies? Is there such a thing? Yes. So Aside from cutting out sugar, which causes inflammation, <laughs> right? You were going to go there. I know. Yeah. I can see it. So <laughs> sugar, obviously, is not a good thing to be consumed uh, for any indication. Uh, but uh, coming back to foods and its role in inflammation. So there are several foods available uh, in several cultures, whether it is uh, fish oil, which contains omega-3, whether it is yogurt, which contains a probiotic, or if it's an olive oil, which contains medium-chain triglycerides, 
all these are known to have beneficial effects on controlling the inflammation but uh, to my experience one of the most studied food ingredient for controlling inflammation would be turmeric turmeric seems to be the rage um there's um, have you heard of patrick holford patrick holford um, wrote a book a few years ago and he maintains that everybody needs 1500 milligrams of turmeric a day now, I don't know about you, but I can't eat that much turmeric in one day. <laughs> and I'm not quite sure why we need it so much. But I do know that people swear by it, aside from the fact that it's delicious in your cooking. So what does turmeric do in the body? So uh, that's that's a very interesting uh, um, <clears throat> comment. So turmeric uh, is deep-rooted in many cultures as uh, a culinary spice. But in India, turmeric is used in treating various indications or uh, having benefits on uh, various disease aspects. And it has been documented as early as 6000 BC in one of the ancient texts known to mankind called as Vedas has clearly delineated the role of turmeric being used for skin disorders and for detoxifying function of the body. And it is probably one of the most widely used uh, ingredient in Ayurvedic system of medicine, which is very popular uh, in, in India. And even the modern research has not uh, left turmeric alone. Uh, turmeric has been researched with more than 13,200 publications in PubMed for its various health benefits. Just for inflammation, we have more than 2,000 publications, all peer-reviewed, well-indexed journals and researchers worldwide showing the various clinical benefits of turmeric. But there is one critical factor which actually led researchers uh, to think twice about turmeric. Turmeric, uh, you know, is a yellow spice. Beautiful color. Yes. Beautiful color. And that color is because of the active ingredient called curcumin. Yes. Which is the, the most potent bioactive ingredient in uh, turmeric. Okay. But the problem with uh, curcumin is it is very poorly absorbed in the body. All the studies, I would say majority of the studies done with curcumin is mostly in vitro studies where you induce a disease in a cell to which you add curcumin where you get a significant benefit and you get wonderful results. But the moment you give this turmeric or curcumin in an in vivo model, that is in an animal or in a human model orally, you are not finding the same benefit that you got in in vitro trials. Are you telling me that those bottles and bottles and bottles of turmeric that I was drinking, I don't know how many of the, <laughs> the capsules a day, that, that they had no benefit? The, the problem is with turmeric is that if you say, for example, you mentioned about taking 1,500 milligram of that's turmeric extract. That's a lot of turmeric. And that turmeric extract is actually containing 95% pure curcuminoids. If you see turmeric root, yes. it contains 0.5 to maybe maximum 5 or 6 percentage of curcumin. Okay. Compared to 95 percentage pure curcumin in the capsule form. But when you take this pure curcumin, you take it orally, yeah. you probably won't get any curcumin in the blood. Why? Because it is very poorly absorbed. And that was the reason why all the in vitro studies showed excellent result. The moment you gave it to a human uh, model for a therapeutic purpose, 
it failed to show a clinical benefit, a significant benefit. So two aspects of curcumin is, one, it is poorly absorbed from the intestine when it it is exposed orally. Right. The absorption from intestine is very poor. So you have very negligible amount of curcumin being absorbed into the blood. Once in the blood, it actually passes through the circulation and reaches the liver where it is heavily metabolized by the liver enzyme to convert it into curcumin metabolite, which is the way by which body eliminates curcumin through urine. And those metabolites are not active. Okay, so what you've just explained <laughs> is that if it's taken orally, the curcumin, which is the active ingredient in um, um, in turmeric, is actually just excreted. That our body can't metabolize it properly. Uh, the body can't absorb it properly. And since whatever little is being absorbed is fastly metabolized, you have negligible level of curcumin in the body to give you a therapeutic benefit. For example, if you take an antibiotic, it has to, certain antibiotics has to be taken every eighth hourly. Yes. Why? Because the, the level of that antibiotic in the body will peak and will go down a certain level by eight hours. So it has to be at a certain, a, a significant level in the body and retained in the body for a period of time to get any kind of therapeutic benefit. So that was the, the research that we started doing in 2000. How can we uh, improve the absorption and bioavailability of curcumin well, in the how body? How can we? <laughs> because that, the, I mean, that's the magic, that's the magic ingredient, isn't it? Yes. So, so how, what do we have to do? So going back to nature, going back to Ayurveda, Turmeric in Ayurveda was significantly active. When you purify it, you lose the activity. Yes. So there is something in turmeric other than curcumin, which probably can help you with the absorption, activity or efficacy. So we went back to old school and we tried to see what are the components in turmeric other than curcumin. So turmeric, you know that it has got a distinct flavor and an aroma yes. and a smell. Yes. That is mainly because of the essential oils. Oh. The essential oils in turmeric, they are also potent anti-inflammatory and, uh, agents. They are also bioactive. And that is there in the turmeric root. But in turmeric extract, there is no essential oil. Interesting. So what we did was we we actually narrowed down on turmeric essential oil quite late because we tried the uh, apart from curcumin which is probably around three to five percentage the most active ingredient other than curcumin is carbohydrate which right. is because it's a rhizomatous plant oh no so, no we don't do carbohydrates yeah so <laughs> we were thinking okay let us try to combine curcumin with carbohydrate and see whether it increases the bioavailability it didn't. We tried to combine with the other ingredients, fiber, but it didn't. But the moment we combined it with turmeric essential oil, we found there is a significant improvement in the absorption pattern. Isn't that so interesting? So you've got your essential oil <coughs> of turmeric that you've combined with this um, this uh, curcumin, which is the active ingredient. And all of a sudden, they complement each other and the body can can absorb it? Yes. And it is not just the essential oil. Essential oil okay. contains uh, an active ingredient called turmerones. So it is the oil which was fractionated to obtain a particular ratio of turmerones. And that turmeron-rich essential oil, when it was mixed with curcumin, 
gave you the the best bioavailability and there is a specific reason why turmerons help in the bioavailability as i mentioned when curcumin gets in contact with the intestinal cell so imagine this is an intestinal cell right. curcumin gets into this cell but to get it bioavailable it has to pass through this cell and get into the blood circulation right but the problem is that there is a pathway known as spike glycoprotein in that intestinal cell this spike glycoprotein is a, uh, is a critical factor for bioavailability of many drugs not only just curcumin what it does is the moment curcumin gets inside the cell spike glycoprotein actually pushes it out back into the circulation okay but turmerons when it is given along with curcumin the moment curcumin comes in turmerons also comes in but turmerons goes so it's and it's almost like a carrier yes turmerons goes and block the spike glycoprotein so that whatever curcumin gets into the cell gets into the absorption or into the blood that's incredible so is this pro- is this a product is this is this a packaged product that i as mrs consumer can go off and buy at diskin yes uh, this product uh, we uh, developed in 2005 and is uh, known as bcm95 worldwide and currently it is available in uh, south africa through our partner coin healthcare okay who uh, who uh, gets the, the product in in south african market under the uh, under the name biocurcumin bcm95 and it gives you seven times more bioavailable free curcumin in the blood and sustains it even at 8 hours post drug and has been thoroughly researched by 58 studies peer reviewed uh, studies being published uh, protected by 50 patents worldwide and sold in 50 countries across the world and for the last 17 years that's incredible so how many how many um like in these studies how many people have been used in the study i'm always interested to know how big studies are yeah. and how long they've been going on for so our earlier studies to be honest were on small population size like 50 or 60 yeah. but currently all the studies that we are done on osteoarthritis or on diabetes all are uh, in 150 or 110 or 210 all statistically powered sample sizes and right now we are doing study which has got 1500 uh, patients enrolled uh, Uh, to Incredible. be in the study are there any spin off benefits of taking turmeric and specifically this product that you mentioned which is uh, biocurcumin bcm95 so uh, we have studied bcm95 for various indications one of the, uh, the uh, core indication that we are focused is on brain related disorders since we mentioned about depression initially uh, curcumin the, one of the critical factors for any drug targeted for brain related disorders is that its availability or its uh, its potency to cross the blood brain barrier because that's a major hindrance for many drugs to pass so that's why for brain related disorders you had to give a big dosage because at least some of it will pass the blood brain barrier the benefit of curcumin is that it uh, easily passes the blood brain barrier the only problem is you need to have the free curcumin in the blood once you are able to deliver curcumin in blood it will reach the brain and it is known to uh, uh, modulate the various neurotransmitters which are uh, uh, which uh, has got a role in depression so we have done a studies three clinical trials of bcn95 on depression showing that it works it, it has got a potent antidepressant activity and most of the standard drugs because it uh, many uh, many physicians won't be uh, happy to deprive the patients of standard drugs sure. but 
drugs like Prozac, having fluoxetine, which is commonly prescribed for uh, depression, has got serious side effects over long-term use. But we don't have an option other than Prozac or similar antidepressants for people having depression. So what we had done was that not only just trying to prove that curcumin has got an antidepressant effect, we wanted to combine it with Prozac and to see whether that can give you a better antidepressant effect. And that's exactly what we got in the study in, in Australia, where uh, we could show that BC95, when when uh, uh, given along with Prozac, significantly improved the antidepressant activity at the same time reduced the side effects of Prozac. So similarly, we have done studies on Alzheimer's disease. Yes. Alzheimer's is something which progresses over a period of time. So we could show that uh, and there's not enough research being done into Alzheimer's. Yes. yes. So the the reason why people develop Alzheimer's and progress on that disease is because the the capacity of the neurons, the brain cells, to pass information from one to the other is hampered when there is something called as beta amyloid getting deposited in between the neurons. So the deposition of beta amyloids prevent the transmission of impulse from one neuron to the other, leading to the brain-related disorders like Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or various disorders. So we had done study with uh, curcumin, which showed that curcumin actually degrade the beta amyloid deposits in between the neurons and clear it from the brain and bring it to the blood and it is excreted out. So in the study that we had done in uh, patients with uh, Alzheimer's disease, we could show that BC95 group, were, uh, the, the beta amyloid levels in the, in the blood was significantly higher, showing that it is being degraded or being, uh, being uh, thrown off from the, uh, the, uh, the brain cells. And we found that there was no further cognitive decline in those patients. So that was something which we were... Uh, Over what period of time? Uh, six months. Over six months, there was no further cognitive decline. Whereas the, the placebo group had significant decline in the cognitive function. That's interesting. And we have been doing a lot with diabetes. Diabetes, again, is related with inflammation. Inflammation actually hampers the pancreas and uh, reduces the ability of the pancreas to secrete insulin over a longer period of time. That is why people with uh, diabetes, they progress in the disease over a period of time. So curcumin has got multiple benefits in, 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 depression, uh, in diabetes. One, curcumin is an insulin secretogogue uh, uh, molecule. That is, it increases the secretion of insulin from the pancreas. But the major diabetic population are type 2 diabetes in which they probably have enough and more of insulin already being secreted, but the body is not able to utilize it because they, there is an insulin resistance. So curcumin actually sensitizes the insulin resistors, uh, receptors to insulin so that you get a better uh, blood glucose control with even a lesser levels of insulin being secreted by the body. What, w what would happen um, if somebody who is already on medication for a particular condition, it could be, as you say, insulin for diabetes or something for Parkinson's or depression or whatever, whatever the condition is, what happens if somebody had to take this uh, BCM95, this, this, um, this turmeric that is in a form that the body can can absorb. So uh, one of the core areas that we were uh, studying with BC95 is how it works in people who are already on certain drugs. So we've done studies where BC95 is given as an adjunct 
to other drugs, for example, diabetes uh, or hypoglycemic drugs or people taking insulin shots. So what we have seen is that it actually works synergistically with the, the current uh, drugs which is already being uh, uh, exposed in the body. So it's not going to make your, your body so sensitive to the drugs that, that you're going to need to see your doctor and get the drugs reduced? Probably that's that's one of the the, uh, the result that we got in probably all the studies that your reliance on drugs is actually reduced because you are able to get a better result with a lower dosage of the drug when it is combined with uh, bio, uh, BC95. We have done it with steroids. Very very important then. We have done it that with if you're taking this that you actually are under medical supervision. Yes. It's very very important that if you if you take it that you that your doctor knows. You know, most doctors, most doctors today and specialists have no issue with uh, Ayurvedic medicine and, and principles coming in. So it's very interesting how the two are kind of starting to work together and it's yes. long overdue. And probably one of the most important factors is that it is able to reduce major, major side effects because we have stu- done studies with whether, when it was combined with anti-cancer drugs where it reduces the side effects. We have done studies where it was combined with key, uh, radiotherapy, like for prostate cancer patients. You are uh, able to significantly reduce the complications associated with uh, radiation. We have done studies in combination with steroids. Because steroids are potent anti-inflammatory drugs which are mainstay for major autoimmune disease or for inflammatory conditions, but you don't want to take steroid over long-term time and you don't want a higher dosage. So what we could show was that a low-dose steroid when combined with BC95 gave the efficacy of a high-dose steroid and lesser side effects. We have done studies combining with methotrexate, which is a common standard drug for rheumatoid arthritis patients, having serious side effects. Yeah, yeah, cancer. And uh, having serious liver toxicities. So we were able to reduce the liver toxicity, increase the antioxidant potential of the body, and also improve the efficacy. So curcumin and works. And what's also important is that it is that methotrexate works by it basically takes out your immune system. Yes. If you're on methotrexate, so this is also going to help with that. Yes. So curcumin, whether it is immunity or inflammation, curcumin is not an inhibitor of inflammation, because inflammation. Is such a, a means that a your body's bad, immune systems working. Yes. So uh, right. inst- inflammation is uh, probably a very badly uh, uh, been termed word. Actually, inflammation is necessary for the body. Inflammation is actually good for the body. But when that inflammation goes unchecked, or, or it's just like a cell growing into another cell, if that growth is unchecked that can go into a tumor formation. Similarly, inflammation, it goes unchecked. It can actually cause damage to the body. So curcumin actually modulates the inflammation. When the inflammatory markers are overexpressed, curcumin downregulates it. It is not completely cutting off inflammation. That's the beauty of uh, turmeric, and that's why it is safe also. Pity that we can't eat that all in our in our dinners every night, right? <laughs> it's just a spadeful. <laughs> I've been speaking to Dr. Binu Kurovila, and we've been talking about turmeric. We've been talking about the benefits of turmeric, except aside from being delicious, unless you get it in a special form, it's not going to be as effective. Um, so the the specialized form, it's called BCM95, and uh, I'm sure that you can get it at Discam also. From Japan, I spoke earlier to Dr. Kohei Homa, and uh, we're talking about AHCC. If you want contact details, if you want more information, then 
just get in touch with us. Get in touch with the office here at Chai FM. I want to thank you both very, very much for coming in and uh, enjoy the rest of the trip to South Africa. I hope that it's not all work and that you're going to get some time to play because South African, South Africa is a great place to play. Thank you very, very much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And uh, we really enjoyed our uh, trip so far in South Africa. Such a beautiful country, beautiful people. We uh, we got the the best and warmest of uh, reception anywhere in the world and look forward to visit uh, the country once again and many times. Please, God, thank you very much. From myself, Kathy Kayla, stay well. God bless. And I'll see you same time, same place next week. Bye.